Welcome to the HU Pirateship Podcast. What's up, everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com, where we talk about the pirates. You can also find us on all social media platforms. Like and subscribe uh, to get alerts for new episodes. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, you name it. So it's the uh, year eight and episode number 71. I'm your host, Big Freak, along with him tonight from the HU Pirate Ship. Hey, man, we are two weeks in of the 2022 football season. <laughs> yeah, we sure are. Two and no. I mean, we 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 we. I would say that we pretty much knew this was coming. Two and no. So, you know, no, no surprise here. But happy to be two and no. That's true. That's true. Don't take it lightly. So, yep, we'll celebrate that. Um, so the pirates are two and no. So on this episode, we'll talk about that start um, for the pirates, and then we'll give some thoughts on uh, the CAA, and then talk about some HBCU surprises, and then we will discuss the Battle of the Bay. So let's jump right to it. So the Pirates are 2-0. They've started out with wins over Howard and Tuskegee, as we hoped they would and should have. So we're going to talk about what's looking good and what needs improvement. So uh, what's looking good, I'd say, the front seven is looking good. Um, especially, you know, got to consider the competition, but some front seven is looking pretty good. Uh, special teams, um, they haven't uh, caused any issues or, you know, a lot of times you could tell when special teams are an issue, but I haven't seen that. Uh, the offense is the skill positions uh, look pretty good. The line looks pretty good. Uh, I'm sure there's some things they can tighten up, but, you know, J.D. Bonds is out there balling. Uh, number 11, name to some of mine is balling. Running backs, uh, 22, I've forgotten about him, sadly, but he's back. Uh, number five is back. So the offense is looking pretty good. Um, uh, Hampton is, you know, leaping in the rankings, at least for HBCU. So they're now in the top five in most HBCU football polls. And we also started something new where each week we'll just uh, put a little film together of uh, a playmaker, someone who just kind of jumps out when you rewatch the game or just speed through. So uh, this past uh, two weeks, we highlighted, uh, Question uh, Townsville, number four middle linebacker, and Keyshawn Moore, uh, number 15 defensive lineman. So uh, you can find us online and check those videos out. So people seem to like them. But yeah, I mean, both those guys step out. I mean, they're both more is just throwing people around. And not only that, but he's using really good technique. That's what kind of jumped out about me. I mean, there was one play, man, where he like, they didn't block him. So he scraped, you know, stayed square to the, to the line had low technique and then just closed down and killed the guy. You know, a lot of guys will turn and run and get out of position. I mean, just things like that for more looks really good. And Townsville is just cleaning up things uh, and hitting people. It's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, anything, man, what, what what else have you seen that looks good from the team? But, you know. Well, well, let me go ahead and compliment uh, Coach Prunty, man. You know, first of all, he's ripped, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yo, do you know what you know what he looks like now, man? I was just noticing Tiny Zeus Laster, rest in peace. <laughs> Debo. Oh my God. No, really. I mean, I mean, he's big like him. Honestly, when they run out on the field, I think he needs to come out in a beach cruiser for real, like Debo. And <laughs> they you, just need to play. <laughs> but you got on my 40, homie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, I mean, so you could tell that, you know, I guess he always talks about um, you know, God is love. So, you know, he definitely loves. I would say, you know, God, you know, treat your body as a temple. So, you know, he's definitely doing that. And, I, and you can see that, you know, he looks like he's feeling good and he's definitely feeling good about this program. So, but I will say this too. Um, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with the front seven and you saw it from the ground up that um, from, from, I mean, at the Howard game um, where, 
you said that Keyshawn Morris is going up and down the defensive line looking for the, you know, the weakest link, you know, to exploit. So, I mean, we've said his name so much, you know, but and and you know, he's gonna he, he gets his props. So Quashin Townsell, you know, this guy, I mean, honestly, he finds the angles and he just uses that speed to get to, you know, to to blow up a tackle, you know, to make a tackle. But, you know, I would say this, too. Uh, DeAndre Falk, you know, he's always been there. You know, he had in the last game, he had five tackles. And, you know, he's just he's still a ball hawk, too. I think, you know, his game is more centered to, you know, he's more of a balanced player, whereas I, I see Quashin or Townsell as more of a, you know, he's kind of like a uh, uh a guy who he just blows up stuff, he just <laughs> yeah. blows up plays. <laughs> yeah. And Falk, I would say, you know, he kind of has a little bit of that, but then he has a little bit of uh uh I would say he can get he can run sideline to sideline, but he can also, you know, play a little um play a little bit and you know in coverage and he's he's good, you know, in run support. And sometimes if they ever if they ever send them on on, on a blitz package, but we haven't seen too many of those. You know, this year. So I do think like like you said, when we were talking off um, off show um, that it seems that Prunty and Kosh and staff haven't really revealed any of the playbooks so far. So they've just been showing a lot of vanilla packages and I don't blame them. You know, I wouldn't show much on Tuskegee or, you know, or to to the extent Howard as well. So, um, but yeah, the front seven is nasty. More Townsville, Falk, you know, and then you got to throw in the, um, the guys, um, the guys um, on that line. You know, we got uh, we got uh, Groom. You know, Groom's nasty too. And then we got ninety-one Jerry Hardy, and so we got you know Dorsey and um, a lot of these other guys who are you know have been picking up. So front seven is nasty. Special teams, you know you know, definitely, I would say has been, you know, very, very working very well, you know, for the, for the, um, for the Pirates. And I would just say it just like this, the field goals, have, uh, I don't think we've missed a field goal. Have we, I don't think we've missed one. I don't think so. I've seen a bad snap, but that's all I can yeah. remember. Yeah. If, if we got one bad snap, then, you know, I would say the special teams has done well. The offense, you know, I would say it's still trying to find his legs. But, you know, we did see an explosion somewhat against Tuskegee. I still feel that there there's more room for improvement there. And, um, you know, we're still kind of waiting to see um, Burris get out there. You know, we saw him, you know, against Tuskegee. But you know that there's he's itching to really, you know, showcase his talent. But Butts, though, you know, Butts is always going to, you know, he's, he's a burner. So all he needs is a lane. You know, break one tackle and he's gone. So. We're not going to mention, you know, Jadakiss, Copeland, and, you know, the rest of those guys, but we already know. So let's just continue. Also, with the rankings, you know, I would say this too. Um, this is the first time we've seen Hampton in the rankings and, you know, for, I think, HBC rankings in a while. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, y'all like us now. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that was one thing, ahead. man. I saw, I saw, like you know, I, with the with the flow sports. That's a whole other thing, man. I, I paid for the season package, man. That thing ain't cheap, so <laughs> that's another thing. But I just wanted to see uh, who was starting because you know, like you don't, we don't get game notes anymore, things, anything like that. So uh, especially for the Howard game, and I just, I think the first play from scrimmage, uh, Townsville, man, he made this play. It was like textbook the way, like you. You know, you play football, you're going through the drills, you know, you got to hit the bag and make the tackle. Like he came up, the tight end, Howard tight end tried to, came off a double team and tried to block him. I mean, he literally threw the Howard tight end, just threw him and then scraped off him and then made the tackle. I mean, it was, it was like, dang, I mean, that's, that's like, that's how you draw it up. <laughs> it was um, impressive. So I just kept watching. I was like, man, this guy's just. Uh, intimidating. You know, there was one other thing I saw. I, I don't know what this means. Maybe it, it means something about the conditioning and, you know, how big the uh, team is getting and, and strong. But, you know, I went to the Howard game and I was close and my sister came with me and she's a Bison alum. So she knows football, but not like that. Um, but she's a nurse, right? So she like, 
watches for the physicality and sees for people getting hurt. And she just said to me, she said, why are the Howard guys like getting beat up? Why are we getting, <laughs> she was, I mean, we were, and I saw some plays, man. We we're just like one-on-one. We we're just hitting them. Like, yeah. you know, just, you know, rough tackles, you know, they were so, I mean, the team is on the way. Um, definitely a physical uh, team. Um, but yeah, just little things like that. You can see when you go back and watch them, like they're, they are really trying to be physical. And if you really watch the team and get close, you could see that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I would say it's more to what uh, Prunty um, professed at his um, introductory conference, you know, his press conference when he said, we're going to be physical. And yeah. he meant every word by, and you can just tell basically by the recruits he's been, he's been bringing in, you know, he's brought in like those linemen, you know, we're seeing six, eight, six, eight, six, eight, six, five, six, seven. And you see that you're like, wow, you know, same way he's not bringing in smaller linebackers like the previous regimes have been bringing in. You know, we got guys at six, one, six, two, yeah. you know, guys who are, if they are six feet, they are thick. And with, mm-hmm. and with speed. So um, we haven't seen this level of, I would say, physicality since the Taylor years, you know, you know, but then those years we were in the MEAC. So, you know, it's like this is the type of thing that will just run through the MEAC. Oh, man. Yeah. This we ain't in the MEAC <laughs> no more. No. Like, this is a, this is, <laughs> we would beat everybody in the MEAC with this program. But, you know, so, but uh, these kids, I would say, definitely are i mean i would say skill wise we're we're, we're okay yeah, um i yeah. i think you know it's just when we get into the trenches you know where we could really get to the point where we're really able to compete yep yep they're definitely physical so anybody if you can go back and watch those games check them out and as you know there's one other guy that i would suggest that everyone watch i just don't have time to really look at it but take a look at tyler mcduffie um, <laughs> uh, red shirt freshman. Uh, I think he's playing left tackle. And yeah, yeah. Six, six, eight, three, fifteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I glance over there, <laughs> yeah. I, I see good things. So you know, yeah. just just everybody, you know, would w- just watch him and see, you know, uh, what he's doing um, on that offensive line. And the the offense is young. That was another thing. Like, I don't, I don't know oh, if there's any yeah. seniors except for Jada oh, no, Kiss no. No, and no, Powell. No, yeah. Yeah, no, no seniors, no seniors. And well, I think I think we got Jada Kiss and and, yeah. and Powell a tight end, but I mean the, the yeah. team is young. The whole yeah, the whole starting yeah. twenty two is young. So oh yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, and that's we appreciate that the most, and I think that's something that you that you can definitely we can definitely build on. But just going back to Tyler McDuffie, man. Like, I remember when they recruited him, we both kind of were like, we got a 6'8 tackle? And we found out this kid played basketball, and he had somewhat kind of a limited, you know, football, you know, I would, I would say, experience. And But Prunty was like, yeah, you got good feet. He's a good athlete. Yep. And honestly, at that left tackle position, you definitely have to have good feet. You can't have cinder block feet at a left tackle, you know. Slew foot can't get out the way, so – he, I would say, is what this is what when I when you're talking about a program, how you bring in a guy who's probably raw and you can build him up to the point where he's uh, serviceable or, you know, to the point where he's able to perform at a high level. And I think they've done that. Yep. True. True. So, yeah, two games. I mean, you know, it looks better than the previous years where we actually lost to Division two teams. So it's, it's definitely yeah. looking uh, different so yeah that's what's but looking we, good uh, you saw okay. that virginia union beat valdosta state last week oh yeah man. So I, i'm sitting there like glad we ain't playing them this year because oh, yeah they, they have such vitriol for for this program and i just think we're just kind of like eh you know but it's like i don't want to play them like that so but go ahead yep true that man so yeah the team's looking good there's some definitely improved definite things to to hang your hat on so what needs improvement what do you think needs improvement man what what's the most glaring need at this moment in time um well i you know what just listening to um pranny's press conference you know he was talking about the young kid number seven needs you know he's he's learning he's never played a game at this level so he 
is you can see there's stuff there. Like when he broke out that run on against Howard, you know, it was like we were all it, it kind of felt that the majority of the people in the stands and the viewers were like, okay, all right, he got to do something. And then once he broke that run out and hit and hit the sideline, I think it was like a 30-yard scamper. It was like on the third down. Everybody was like, okay, so he has wheels too. That's one thing. And then he started hitting some, I would say, very, some some difficult passes. And we were saying, okay, so we see what they see in him. It's just that we need more of it. So um, I would say for him, it's just to continue to to get better. And, you know, it's this is his first Division One football game. So he's played at the JUCO level. So I get it. So I would say that. Um, I also think sometimes the tight ends definitely could get better um, because that first game, number 89 dropped a wide open one. He could have took it another 20, 20, 30 yards on that thing. So, um, so definitely the tight end. Um, I think that the pass defense at times where if the, if there's not enough pressure and the quarterback has time, it's really difficult for them to adjust and to, you know, and, you know, holes open up. And so I just think that, you know, that they are somewhat still kind of reliant upon the the uh, the pressure. And if there's not enough pressure, then, you know, think bad things happen. So I'll definitely say that. But um, but I would say our strengths are the rushing attack, the o- offensive line right now. The offensive line has looked good. The defensive line. I would say um, it's been it's been pretty well. The defensive line and linebacking core. So, I mean, if you think about it, the offensive line, the rushing attack, the receivers, of course, the defensive line. I would say it's been a pleasant surprise. They haven't been bad, but they just been they've been they've been beaten up on. Well, it's Tuskegee and Howard. Right. So you know we need to stay until you know until we get up to real competition. But the a lot the linebackers are great, but I would say uh, the de- the pat the defensive secondary is where you know a lot of people get nervous and they it seems that they're kind of relying on you know pressure and if if there's no pressure then they really have to earn their money. Yeah, I think I'm hoping I'm hoping because I, I, it it looks like like you mentioned earlier when I talked about like the defense is being pretty vanilla at this point. So I know Kosh and uh, company have some things up their sleeves. Uh, I think they're going to need it, but just watching the secondary, I think they're okay. Like, yeah, yeah, they're, no, no, wise, they're fine. Like, the guys can Tal- play. Yeah. yeah. They just need uh, a scheme that can help them. Yeah. Talent-wise, they're great. You know, yeah. it's just like one-on-one, they're good. You know, they, they, you know, they have the ability to do it. It's just, I feel like sometimes it's like, well, let's, we talked about this too the um the what we've seen right now has been very vanilla from the coaching staff they ain't trying to show nothing right so maybe that is the product of the way the scheme is as of right now they don't want to put nothing on tape so yeah um i get that and um if that is part of it then i can definitely understand because they could be sitting here to saying y'all don't know what we're trying to do and i you got to give them that benefit of the doubt too and i will yeah, you know, this I was thinking about this, man. It could be like they're treating this like a glorified preseason, these first three <laughs> games. Seriously, no, no disrespect to the opponents, but just like we should the team should be able to beat these three teams straight up. Yeah, absolutely. With, with no gimmicks. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then show your hand against yeah, uh, who's that Delaware? Because they're gonna need it. Delaware is a monster, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> they gonna monster. need it. They're a monster, this, man. This, this is the wild thing. This is the wild thing. If you look at the pass plays, they've basically ran the same pass pass plays the past two weeks. You know, on offense, those little crossing routes, Jada kids going on those little fly routes. They haven't. Re- we haven't really seen him run different uh, combinations on offense and on defense. You know, it's either three down linemen. They don't blitz. Or we haven't seen any shifting or anything like that. So, no, no, you 
you definitely hit hit the nail on the head. They have not shown anything. So Prunty and and Prunty is really at his press conference don't say nothing either. Kind of Bill Belichickian, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the only thing I've seen schematically that's interesting from the defense, especially, is that they're allowing more to hunt for the weakest leg on the O-line. Yeah. <laughs> so he just moves yeah. up and down and finds yeah. – I mean, you know, if he got time, folks, go back and just watch. I mean, he was literally beating up yeah. the offensive line. For, I mean, guys were getting up slow, like shaking their head, like <laughs> – I mean, you got to watch it, man. It's, if you yeah, like the football, thing. go back and watch. Just watching those those big old Tuskegee line. No, I ain't gonna say big. They were pork chop big. <laughs> Tuskegee line. Good boy. It's like, man, somebody get him out of here, man. Come yeah. on, man. Like, hey, coach, tap out, tap out. Let me get someone else in here, right quick. Yeah, you know, it was, it was clear, man. It, he shouldn't it was have been on the field with those guys. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, and this is another thing. Uh, Howard, uh, you know, it's like I was looking at their linemen. They were really slim, man. I was just sitting there like, I get what they were trying to do. It's like you want to have tall, lean guys, but they were looking like tight ends out there, and it just was not working. Well, yeah, yeah, they made they they were getting thrown around. I'm really not yeah. trying to like talk trash. No. I mean, just watch it. Like they were getting thrown around. Howard's line. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was wild to see. That you know yeah. one thing, their left tackle is pretty good um, for yeah. Howard, and he and him yeah. and Moore they had some good battles. But Moore he held him, he wore him down, yeah, and uh, towards the end, <laughs> it was. <laughs> It's watch if you like football, go watch the replays of the game. There's yeah. some good line play um, yeah. by Hampton there. Um, <laughs> but you know one thing you talk about uh Prunty being like uh, Belichick in the press conferences mm-hmm. the the most animated I've seen him is when he's been talking about the quarterbacks this year oh yeah <laughs> I yeah. mean he's not really holding punches there man like uh I'm amazed like you said he got talent but it, you know it's just at times I don't want to say it, it lofts it up like there's clearly yeah. no throw to be had there like none I think yeah, if he just yeah. pulls it down and runs more, yeah, be okay. But yeah. I think he's the only guy that's <laughs> that seems like he's ready to play quarterback. So it's probably a balancing act. Uh, but yeah. he's got to just run. Like, don't throw it. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Don't, don't don't do it. Yeah, yeah. And then if you look at uh, the stats, he had seven rushing attempts for thirty-eight yards. So you know he definitely. Definitely got the wheels for it, but I think sometimes it looks a little timid when he's throwing the ball. Like, oh yes. my god, yeah, like oh, I threw it. No, 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 give it back, give it back, give it back. You know, like it's like if you're just gonna throw a pick, like Brett Favre throws a pick, you like, yeah, I threw it. You know, uh, you know, yep, I threw it. You know, and it's like I think he just probably needs to get more confidence behind him, and I get it. You know, you you know, it's like you. Juco, you know, you, you big leagues now. So, um, so just it's it's all about building him up, and I, I I'm sure that the staff is you know building him up around him, so um, building up everything around him. So he's you know I see good things from him. I just know that can't be timid in his game. So, but he's fine. Yeah, yeah, he'll get there. He's gonna have to get there quick. He's got like before <laughs> before they come up against Delaware on the road. Because well, Norfolk State's coming. Norfolk State, you know, that's, you know, they, they're foul mouth. And, you know, <laughs> you know they are, man. Like, they curse. They curse. They say things, you know. Back in our day, they were, gr- you know, this is the real, this is the real thing. Back in our day, they were grilled out for real. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> even when Coach Prunty was in, I'm sure you can tell you stories like them dudes was grilled out for real, man. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, <laughs> you go here at all at Dick Price no, no, no. weekend. No, no, no. I mean, I don't mean it in a way, but I'm just, I'm just saying that old Norfolk State program that we used to play back in the '90s, back when we was in school. And oh Lord, we old man, but back in, the, back in them days, uh, like Norfolk State, man, because we got stories for days, especially with me working in the radio department. You know, just watching. You know, just watching the players, you know, when we were on the field, you know, cussing at us, you know, oh. but 
Hey, can I yeah, add something? He, you just mentioned something. I just want to mention yeah. something too, because I Go know ahead. people within the program do listen, and there was some thoughts about us actually playing at Hampton yeah. and saying we we did not play football at Hampton. We were students we, at Hampton. So when we say we, yep. we say yep. we as an institution, but we did not play. Just put we that out there. Did not, we did not play football at Hampton. No, we did not. You know, um, we played in high school, but like Al Bundy. <laughs> but when I think we both got here, we just kind of looked at each other and was just like, I, no, for me, I just kind of, I had my, I had two cousins that played football at Hampton. They were on scholarship and I just was like, uh, yeah, I'm not good enough. You know, I had to make that. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I, I could have, um, I thought about playing, but I, um, I went to visits at CAA schools uh, yeah. playing in New Jersey. I was pretty good but I broke my leg senior year and I said, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> and that yeah. was it. So when I got to Hampton, I, I remember in, in the gym class and we had PE and I uh, took football and the coach was like, why are you playing? man?" I said, no, no I'm, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So, but just saying that for, we did not play at Hampton. And when we say we, we mean part of the institution. Yeah. And whoever started that room, we know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> inside <laughs> joke, but you know who you are. Yeah, yeah. Stirring okay. up stuff. Okay, yeah. Thank so, you. yeah, back to the script. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, team's looking pretty good, and they're playing uh, relatively well. So, uh, on to the CAA. So, man, I've been watching the games. It's kind of like what we said a couple weeks ago. Ooh, and um, CAA, they have several FBS wins or two. Delaware beat Navy and Mm -hmm. William and Mary beat Charlotte. It wasn't even close. I mean, they beat them. They thumped them pretty good. Uh, What stands out to me, this is the real thing that stands out to me about CA, the quarterback play Um, from watching like Howard and Tuskegee, like those, those quarterbacks left some meat on the bone that we were playing. Like (laughs) the CA quarterbacks, they don't, they don't, I mean, it's all gone. So that little check down, he's probably going to hit that. Yeah. Uh, that third and eight, he's not going to th- sail it without pressure. Yeah. Like yeah. they're going to hit that play and yeah. they can all run. So if you kind of give them a little bit of uh, time, they're going to run. I mean, the quarterback play is what I've seen that really sticks out. I mean, they've got good linemen across the board. They're all big. Oh, and tight ends. They use their tight ends. But everything else, nothing else really shocks me except the quarterback play. And that's why I want to see how they change and scheme up um, the uh, opposing quarterbacks coming, because that's what sticks out. And just another note, so eight CAA, right as of today, uh, September 14th, there are eight CAA football teams either ranked or getting votes in the latest FCS top 25 polls. Um, So We've got uh, – we're going – but what I've seen, though, we can – there are some games, some wins to be had. Yeah. From what are. I've seen with the – I mean, Jadakiss Bonds, mm-hmm. uh, the way he's playing this year, I mean, he's, like, back to, like, two years ago, whatever, yeah. you know, he's back. Um, so they're going to have to devote some things to him. Uh, Copeland coming over the middle looks pretty good. Uh, Burris – is running angry. I'm not sure what happened to him, but he's mad. Yeah, uh, there's I'm some things. We got some things we could do. So I think, you know, if, ah, but CA is really good. What else have you seen? <laughs> no, no, no. You, you hit the nail on the head. Delaware beat Navy. And this is a wild thing. Navy has always been a good program. You know, me living up here in, um, in uh, near Annapolis, this was a really bad I wouldn't say a really bad loss, but people were really upset about it. And it's a wild thing. People know who Delaware is around here in Annapolis. So they were like, how do you lose to Delaware? But everyone knows that Delaware is a a very good FCS program. So that was one thing. Uh, William & Mary beating Charlotte. I'm not going to put too much stock in that. Charlotte stink, you know, because (laughs) A&T ran up the score on Charlotte, you know. They literally are nothing but a glorified FBS, FCS program. So yeah. Charlotte, we're not taking stock in that. Um, but I do think that uh, quarterback play is good. Um, the, the difference is a lot of these um, CAA quarterbacks are 
I would say, USFL or XFL type quarterbacks. They can play in that league. They might not be or see or, or or the Canadian league. They're not. They might not be on that caliber. You know, to be maybe maybe I would say in the NFL, they probably can. You know, maybe a practice squad. But they, these are these guys are good enough. You know, to start at four other leagues. Canadian, USFL, XFL, and whatever, and maybe indefinitely arena. Whereas the quarterbacks that we saw, you know, I would say against Howard and Tuskegee, and it's no offense to them. And for the quarterbacks that we we saw in the previously in the Big South and the MEAC, these, I would say that they are just, they're, they're just quarterbacks that don't have the skill set necessary, you know, to play on a top right team. And, I just think that um, we're seeing that now. So this is why the pressure has to be on, you know, number seven, you know, it's like because these guys can sling it in the CAA. And I think that that is something that we need to pay attention to. Also, um, I would say that um, eight CAA football teams are definitely ranked. Um, and that is just, that's mind-boggling because I'm looking at it right now, Villanova. Delaware, you know, uh, William and Mary, Rhode Island, you know, and the list goes on and New Hampshire, all of these programs. So um, is New Hampshire with us? Maybe, maybe not, but they're yeah. all ranked. Yeah. yeah, they are. So, so when I see this, I just know that we are definitely in good company, but at the same time, this is going to be a uphill battle this first year. Yep. True indeed. So um, <clears throat> very good league. And, you know, one thing that also I was talking to my dad about this, like it's going to be good football to watch. Like if you really, if you're not doing anything, like go watch them, like go, especially if you live close to the campus, this, if you like football, this will be good football to watch. Um, so watch when they play uh, these teams. So we shall see how the pirates do, but uh, good conference. So HBCU surprises, man. It's been a it's been like a lot of drama this year with HBCUs, man. I guess you know I will go through each conference. Uh, for me, the Central North Carolina Central is the surprise. Now I said on the earlier show I didn't think they were going to be good. Here's my rationale. So living in Durham, I know a lot of Central fans, and they're pretty realistic. Like if the team is good, you won't hear the end of it. If the team is bad, they'll tell you they're bad. Like, the, or if they don't know, they, they'll just tell you. Like, A&T, the sun's always shining no matter what. But A&T is a little more realistic. So this year, going into the year, nobody I know from Central is like, yeah, this team's going to be good. Not a single person. It's like, we don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but Central's beat A&T, and they destroyed Winston-Salem. And they look good doing it. So they're my MEAC surprise, man. Have you seen them or any other teams from the MEAC that's like, wow, or a bad surprise even, but Central, I'm surprised how strong they look out the gate. I'm definitely surprised by them because we did not see them being A&T. And they, oh. beat, they took them to the woodshed, too. They did. You know, I'm sitting here, sitting there like, man, Sam Washington, is he going to make it out this year? Well, they, said, they said he will, no matter what. That's what I, I saw from uh, <laughs> some A&T fans. <laughs> man, y'all got Larry Coker. Larry's <laughs> 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 no, nah, but no, no, no. He did. He's he, he's good. He's a good guy. But um, mm -hmm. definitely did not see uh, NC's um, M Central. Um, I also would say that I'm a little bit, uh, and I will say this too. You, uh, North Carolina A&T just played. Was it who they play? North North Dakota State. You yes. Know, at uh, and that score. Was it was I mean I don't care what they said they said oh they fought no that score was a beatdown yeah. this is the wild part <laughs> years ago about two three years ago when Ant was running rough shot through the MEAC and everybody was talking about oh Ant can go F FBS FBS and this is my thing it's just like Ant like because you remember we were talking about this too when they were joining the Big South how they kind of came in that press conference kind of kind of kind of splashy, you know, kind of swagged up, you know. Mm -hmm. Everybody was looking at him like, hey, all right, okay. Yeah, this ain't the MEAC, though. And and they left with uh, egg on their face. And when we were third um, in third place, they weren't. And my thing is, 
when we saw them then and they were talking about playing North Dakota, North Dakota State um, uh, later down the line, back then we were saying, oh, that's going to be a good matchup based upon the team that they currently had then. Mm-hmm. Now, the team that they have now compared to the team that they had then, it's not even close. No. So that means that they hadn't built their program to match what they had back then. So so that, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but it's just like what I just said. And, you know, they just didn't take care of what they were doing. Um, another thing, FAMU being one and two, I can understand losing to um, Jackson and um, – and uh, I mean, not Jackson, um, UNC and somewhat Jackson. But to me, I think when they lost the situation that happened, you know, with with the uh, compliance issue, when that happened after the UNC game going into the the, Jack, the Orange Boston Classic, I felt that it took a lot out of them. And so they weren't even, they didn't even seem like the team that, that, that they took to UNC. They didn't even look like that team. They just looked like a defeated uh, program when we saw them, you know. And we know Willie, Willie Simmons, you know, he's a great coach. I love mm-hmm. Willie Simmons. Yep. But the thing is, so he cannot fight, you know, uh, a uh, program that uh, that just has this straight incompetence. FAMU has been doing this for so long. And you cannot be building additions to the stadium and then have compliant, and then have one person in compliance. Hey, I was going to say the same thing, man. I mean, it, the tweets are kind of crazy. Like, it's like we got one compliance officer, you know, the SWAC conference is like, hey, y'all need some help. You need some people. And then the next tweet is like, yo, check out our, <laughs> check out our new press box. Look at our new field. Exactly. Like, <laughs> come on. Exactly. It's come like, on, it, you know, it, it, it reminds me of when uh, Booker T. Washington said that this is right after slavery. He said this. I've been in Negro homes where they've had uh, clocks, had uh, uh, grandfather clocks and delicate, um, elegant pianos. But it was when it came time to eat, there was nary a spoon. <laughs> So, <laughs> hey, if you ever, is, if you if you got a channel book with TV, we in trouble, man. <laughs> yeah, this is this is eighteen sixty four, and this is fam. You honestly, you building up all this stuff in that daggone Bragg Memorial Stadium, and got one compliance officer, and then you and then you see the morale of the players when they played Jackson State. They took a definite beat down, and I'm upset for not just the players have to put up with that stuff. You should know better. And I'm sorry. It's like it's like it, it makes me mad because it's just like it's about these kids. And I get it. And honestly, Bragg Memorial is falling apart anyway. It should have been done years ago. But the FAMU drama, honestly, was something that I didn't expect because I thought FAMU honestly was going to beat Jackson this year. But I just think that they they're they're just holding on because even Albany State, they're a good program too. They barely beat them. I yeah, mean, that was a tough beat, game. That was tough. It was a tough game. I'm not gonna say barely. It was a tough game, and they they deserve that win. But you know, it's just that uh, it's rough now. And you know, JSU, you know, they're they're better than we thought. Now, my only thing is Dion. You know, Dion was talking about not playing in classics and not playing and uh, beat down games. I get them. I don't like beat down games. But honestly, Dion, let me let, let me. It's like. Because, you know, we all, we're, we're critical of you. We get it. You know, we appreciate what you've done. But this is, these programs honestly need that check. You know, if I mean, I hate to see our, our young men, you know, get these, you know, get beat down for a paycheck. Because I feel like we're sacrificing them sometimes. But if these programs need it to be solvent, then by all means, hopefully no one gets really hurt like that kid at the Georgia game, Georgia Southern game, you know, when he was paralyzed. So, I mean, I get it, but it's just that sometimes I think that, you know, and and I'm all for Dion, but airing dirty laundry, I just don't like it. You know, certain things we need to keep in, you know, what grandma, big mama said, keep it in house. So, but you know, certain things, I guess it's out there to be seen. Just nobody mentions it. Like, yeah, you know, those we, I, we, we say this all in the back. We always say this, man, and, you know, and, and quietly. But he's just like bringing it out. And I'm just like, oh, God. 
Well, I just have to ask you, I mean, maybe this will change. And I know people within the program don't like this and past several administrations haven't, but there's one school in Hampton, Virginia that doesn't play money games in football. <laughs> but, you know, is that a good thing? Because I know, I know folks would like to change that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't like playing money games at all. Me neither. Like, because I, I like, I want our young men and women to feel proud of who they are. Like, like this, hey, man. Hey, just yeah. what, what business does Southern have playing LSU? Uh, none, none, you know, and then they did the little halftime with the bands. I'm like, stop it. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. There's no, <laughs> no. And, and why is that a good thing? But everyone's like the historic matchup. The first, I well, why care. is that good? It, I, I mean, it, there's nothing good about that. And it, it's very annoying. I'm glad that uh, Eugene does not let, let us play. Hell, hell, I don't like playing ODU to be honest. You know, yeah, because yeah. It's not. It's just like I really hate to see our young man to lose. You know, and then it's just like I look up to them with such pride that you know it's just like just to see other folks like ah, we beat y'all. Yeah, go back to your little poor. Like Hampton is a very academic rich institution. It, it's a it's a beautiful institution. And I just don't like it being represented poorly when it uh, plays a program that just uses young men just for their own financial gain. You know, it's like, that's why I always say, come home to HBCU. We will take care of you. They don't. They just use you as whatever. Go ahead. There's one other thing that I, I was thinking about. So you see this a lot on social media when, uh, our school and everybody plays these games, right? All across FCS, everybody plays those sure. games for a check. But I, but we seem to really catch the bad end of it. So I see a lot of times where folks are like, "Well, if you don't like playing these games, then give to your school or buy the season tickets or go yeah. to the tailgate." I, you know, I I actually was a math major, right? It was computer science. Yeah. You might as well be a no. math major. That math doesn't add. math. It don't. It add. don't math. It, it, I, it, don't. It, don't I, there's no way you're gonna close a five million you. dollar budget gap thank by you. buying thank season you. tickets in a ten thousand seat stadium. Like it thank doesn't you. work. <laughs> and it's the whole thing. They don't. I don't think people get, especially those swag and the swag brothers and sisters, that the Big Ten Network is is sponsored. Well, they have a they uh, Big Ten SECs with CBS. The Big Ten is with uh, Fox Sports now and at, um, parts of ESPN. And these are billion-dollar contracts, yes. which the Big Ten splits between conference members. That's it. We don't have a package yet. I mean, Byron Allen is working on something. But you cannot split that kind of money in between schools. So you can't do it. Another thing is, look at, let's say, like Michigan. Michigan per alum. Let's say, like, for every 100 Michigan alums, there's a millionaire. Let's look, let's look at Howard, Morehouse, Hampton, Spellman, Tuskegee, Florida AM, and North Carolina AT. I think it's every uh, 1,500 alum, there's a millionaire. Mm. See the difference? Yeah. And then you got to, and then if that millionaire is going to give money, then, you know. He ain't giving it to the sport. He or she's not giving it to the sports program. So be realistic with this. So especially you swack people. Yeah, some of y'all nuts, start, man. <laughs> no, they are nuts. Talk about, oh, well, we need to be in FBS. No, you don't. Your school's barely functioning. Some of your endowments are our athletic budget. To be, and I'm being honest. Stop. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, man. It's a wild economic no. model, man. I I just and you cannot a, buy enough season tickets at this yeah, level and that is, to and close that, that gap. Exactly. That is a shock to all of you new HBCU enthusiasts because just Deion Sanders got here. A lot of us have been doing it since for 10, 10 plus years. But go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> on to the next. Oh, one thing add about AT. Yeah. Um, don't despair, Aggies. Now there's a good chance that you guys can start zero and four because you Ooh. guys have Duke up next. Yeah, I wish I could go to that game, but I'm going to our game uh, against yeah. Norfolk State, and then after yeah. that they have South Carolina State. So they could let you start zero and four. Oh my gosh, yeah. man! They're they're close to losing it, but 
even if they start 0-4, they still have not played one game in the Big South. And the Big South ain't looking too hot this year, so they can definitely still win the conference. Campbell's probably still going to run away with it, though. I don't know, man. They, 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 something ain't clicking there. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. They did, they had a great class, but they're still babies, so, yeah. Yep, something's not clicking, so A&T, you can still do it, but right now, you're not looking good. Um, But, all right, on to the Battle of the Bay. Uh, Rough start for the Spartans. I like coaches who are honest, listening to Odom's yeah. Legit say, yeah, we got beat up these first two games, man. So <laughs> he said that. Man. They had to bend over for that check. Oh man, man. God, no, no. keeping it real, keeping it real. No, they they who they lose, they lost to Marshall, and that was a Hampton alum who spanked them. Yeah, thank you, Charles Huff. <laughs> right, <laughs> fifty-five to three, they lost to Marshall. Ooh-wee. Yeah, wow. Yeah, they took it. And then uh, they lost to James Madison, 63-7. to seven. Ooh. Right. Yes. <laughs> Dang, man. So, yeah. I mean, normally, you know, those games, you just take the L and you move on. But based on what Odom said, they legit got beat up. Because, I mean, they're young. They're young teams. So, those guys haven't been in the weight program three, four years. So, those babies yeah. got uh, – they took it on the chin. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think that uh, says should say much about the game this weekend and how they prepare because it is a rivalry game yeah. and they could get up and have some surprises. It could be coach speak, but Norfolk state is winded, uh, no wounded. So yeah. if there is a time to, to get them, now's the time. Absolutely. Um, this is the final tune up final preseason game. I'm calling it uh, before the games really count. <laughs> Uh, Don't give them bullet bullet. No, no, no. I'm just saying before the games count. It's kind of like A and T, right? They're gonna go zero and four, but they can still win their conference. So none of these games really they count, you know. Especially when you win them, as long as you don't lose. But still, you know, (laughs) you know, and and it's obvious from the way the coaches are kind of being vanilla to seem. So it's a good opportunity for Mays to clean up, have a good game, and. if they Hampton focuses and sticks to the script, they should win. Any thoughts? What What do you think about the battle of Bay? I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they. <laughs> I don't know what to make of these parties, man. Well, I do know um, what to make. But I would say this: this is their first home game. They're going to be definitely excited. Norfolk State honestly always plays harder than Hampton because I sometimes I've always felt that they it, the battle of the Bay means more to them than it is to us. You know. I think in the uh, the Joe Taylor and the Rose, no, Joe Taylor era, it was always about, you know, he at least got them to the point where it's like, we got to beat them. And because we never looked, I say, I'm not going to say we never looked at it. It was more that it was like, we have to play it on, play their game. Whereas I felt like since it's always been Norfolk State just wants to just annihilate Hampton. You know, a lot of it is just more of a, it's because it's a peninsula rivalry. And I just want, and I think a lot of the times it's just that sometimes we have never matched their intensity. Intensity. I'm talking about going back about 20 plus years. So this game, I would say um, uh, we have to play a really good game. Um, um, we have to, if our, I would say if we can get Burris involved early, we get butts, you know, no, we need Burris early and late because he can get you those hard yards late, you know, him and White. And, and that new kid snipes, you know, they oh, can yeah. give us uh they can give us those hard yards late. So we need them early and late. And then you have butts in between, you know, to get us those quick lightning yards. And then of course, you know, uh Bonds and Copeland, you know, and the new kid Gray and Vincent too. You know, if those young men, you know, could give us, you know, um can um give us what we uh, know to expect on that offense, and I think we'll be in good shape there. Um, defensive wise, you know, it's just that um, Norfolk State, honestly, <laughs> they've like only scored what? How many points have they scored total all year? 10. I mean, what? 10, 10 yeah. points. So, you know, now we're not James Madison, we're not Marshall. So they're going to see uh, some sort of success from our defense, but we cannot uh, let them feel like that, you know, oh man, this is, this is nobody now. So, 
we, I mean, it, we're playing against nobodies now. So we need to bring that same level of, uh, I would say, violence that we brought against the previous two teams. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that um, if if we are solid up front on defense, then we'll be fine. If our running backs, if, Bert, if number five can get started early and and put them in the coffin late, we good. Yep, I see that. And there's some a name you mentioned. Uh, I, I would like for pirate fans to watch this guy. I mean, there is a breakout game coming, and that's from Kamari Gray. I know. At, at some point, I, I don't. Yeah, you can see it. It's it's yeah. there. So, because yeah. think about it, you got when they got three wideouts, uh, whatever the back tight end combination is, you got to worry about Burris. Mm-hmm. Got to worry about Copeland. Mm-hmm. Got to worry about them backs, and Gray is gonna get. Uh, the least uh, attention and uh, he's going to have a a big game at some point in time. So just watch out for number nine, Kamari Gray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and he's a local kid. So it's like, yeah, Phoebus. Exactly. So we know he's, he's definitely, he's definitely prone to have a good game. Now we'd love to see him have a good game against Norfolk state, you know, because I'm sure they wanted him too and they ain't get him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he knows some guys playing for the yeah. Spartans. <laughs> and, you know, and this is a home game for Copeland, too. I mean, a real home game for Copeland, too, because he was a uh, – what was he? He wasn't Mari. He went somewhere. Oscar uh, Smith. He's from Oscar Chesapeake. Oscar Smith. So, yeah, so he's from Chesapeake. Oh, okay. So, he was – um. so, J.J. Uh, Williamson, you know, played there. So, yeah, so he's definitely going to need to show out in front of his family, too. So, yeah, he will. He and he he brings a big. Whenever I go to games, he brings a big crowd. So, <laughs> <they'll be there. laughs> so hey, it'll be a good game. I was looking at the weather. Weather should be uh, cooperative, yeah. and yeah. Uh, the sun will be shining. So I'll be there to watch the the green and gold. Those gold helmets, uh, I think, are the, for the band, right? <laughs> yeah, lucky you. I'm sitting here waiting for my TV, my replacement TV to come. So, oh, uh, okay, then you can watch it on uh, Flow. I'm, I'm hoping my brother meets me there. Would it, of course, would it be? Oh, would it be on Flow or would it be? Yeah. ESPN oh, that's Plus? a good question. Let me see. Man. No, it's gonna be on ESPN Plus because it's their home stadium. So, oh, uh, you're right. Dang, and uh, oh, I mean, yeah. it doesn't even look like it's gonna. Let's see if it's gonna be. Oh, well, I looked at it on ESPN. It's at ESPN Plus. So, oh, okay. Now, do the Spartans have a streaming service? You know what they? I want. You know what I will say. There were two MEAC teams that led kind of that revolution early on. And you, <laughs> guess who was the I, first team that really did I, broadcast? Was it North Carolina Central? Oh, it was North Howard. Central? It was Howard. No, no. Yep. No, they Bison. they were they were Bison they were, Express. Nah, they were good, man. I mean, they started what? that off. Um, yeah, how they can do, do stuff when they want to? They do have that radio station, though. Yeah, when they want to. I mean, yeah. they can do yeah. stuff. So, yeah, now, nah, yeah. Norfolk State, their tech is pretty good. They've had <laughs> some of the best websites and information yeah. out there. So, it'll be... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. Yeah. Flow Sports, I didn't touch on it a lot. Sure. sure. So, the games are okay. I mean, the broadcast quality for the other games are, are good. But one yeah. thing that is good is that like they cover the CA like almost like a news outlet. So like Absolutely. throughout the week, you'll get stuff, content from Flow Sports about uh, the teams, like more than I've ever seen from, you know, our previous conferences. So, you know, highlights, plays of the week, player of the week, coaches stuff, all kinds of stuff. So watch, I don't want to plug the but If you like this stuff, follow uh, Flow Sports, especially on Twitter, and you'll, you'll get some pretty good content. So that is a plus. I'm about, I'm about to do that now because I don't know. So. Yeah, check them out. It's pretty good. They, they they cover it almost like a news outlet. It's, it's pretty impressive. It's, it's the best okay. I've seen for us. So. Okay. But that's it, man. Should be some good games this week, and go Pirates. Go Pirates. <laughs> <laughs>